I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Dilbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. And we are in the two read pile where Jason and I tackle anything media related that we like. I, Jason, I still, it's been weeks and weeks of the two read pile and I still feel like I struggle to introduce it. I, one of these days I'm going to write something down and it's going to stick and then we're going to keep doing that. Today is not that day. Amazon affiliate links are below if you want to snag anything that we talk about. You can find the show on YouTube with a little bit of art added to it if you want to check out any of the books that we do. Jason. Nick. What are you pulling off the two read pile? I'm pulling off. Uh, I had bought three books from a Fantagraphic sale a while back, and uh, I'm pulling off uh, Okinawa. What are the other two that you pulled off the Fantagraphic sale? Uh, Eden Two and a, uh, a a memoir called a memoir comic called Time Under Tension. Cool. I'm super excited to get to Eden Two. I mean, just like it's a full slip case, like not even yeah. like a did dust you get, jacket. Did you get the? Because uh, we both ordered when they when they were doing their like Black Friday stuff. Yeah. Did you get a little um, uh, book plate drawing? I, I did for both of them. For yeah, I got nice. one for um, for Eden Two, and I got one for what's the one for? Uh, I'll just I'll just uh, I don't know. Can 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 you read that? <laughs> yeah. I got a very different book plate. You got a, what looks like a man in a leather jacket holding a box of pornography. Yeah. Yeah. I I got like a weird deer basically. Oh, nice. Oh, that might be. Oh no, no, no. It's a different artist that did the, uh, the two headed deer for the, um, uh, welcome to night Vale podcast, which I have to get back to. I love welcome to night Vale. but yeah. Uh, Okinawa is, um, well, uh, a history of the island of Okinawa, which has been, I mean, I didn't know uh, till this book, but which had been like a semi-autonomous region uh, in Japan for most of its history, like up until about like imperialist Japan, you yeah. know, um, and it, it opens uh, uh, at uh, World War Two. Um and and it's it's just it's it's this kind of it's this kind of manga that's very um it's definitely this sort of old school uh style uh sure which and 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 I think that isn't the artist uh he's considered like one of like the kind of pillars right like this like is he master. I'm not sure what's what's the artist's name uh Susimu Higa uh, and there's okay. there's even an interview with him in the back of the book, but uh, and he's like a, a native of Okinawa, and there are stories in here of like I think he was a, a kid during World War II during the fighting. Um, yeah, but it's it's 500 pages. It's, it's a it's a nice it's a nice heavy book. Uh, I love the 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 thing about it that makes it a slow read for me isn't just the length; it's that like the art. And the 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 storytelling of it, like it just demands that like you take your time with it, or at least I I want to. I want to really live in this, and it really reminds me of like I remember um, when I was a kid and I first read uh, Understanding Comics, 
like at the time, uh, Japanese comics weren't nearly as popular in America as they are now. But Scott McCloud was a huge fan of it, and and he referenced them a lot in his like explaining comics as like as like an art form, you know, of how mm-hmm. these like of how like uh, simpler figures uh, as people with um, set into like hyper detailed backgrounds really gives you such a sense of place and gives the figures like they, they pop like out of it. But it, yeah. it, it, it also uh, draws you, it's the iconography of it, like kind of draws you in into just sort of being there. It's just this very beautiful and sad and kind of uh, the, like it's like this brutality of the outside world that's constantly visiting like this place where. Sure where where people are are well like anywhere where people are just trying to live you know they're they're not yeah like, yeah you know like they're not really like that loyal to like japan you know but they just think that well like you'll protect us from the americans because they're scary and yeah sure but i really dig about the translation of it is that they don't translate a lot of uh the sound effects like on the page oh. itself it's sort of subtitled under the panel. So when there's like sound effects in, in uh, Japanese characters, like that's left in. So like none of the art on it within the panel, with the exception of the text, obviously is, is, is changed. And like, I found that to be, um, I don't want to say like authentic because like, I don't think it really like needs, like, it's not like a necessary thing. The sound effects have a, a, certain shape to them which like affects the composition on the page so it like it not only does it like it the best artist's intention but then it's also kind of like this feel of authenticity like okinawa doesn't feel englishized you know it's like it feels like you're in japan yeah yeah and 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 yeah and it feels like just like um like a subtitled movie you know sure yeah 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 you you don't you don't change anything else don't you know you don't you don't like go through and like change like you know signage or whatever like in the background yeah. of of like a japanese film like you just you put you put subtitles on it um but it's 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 just it's a very demanding book but it's just so it's just so gorgeous and and uh kind of uh uh, it's it's very obvious from from the outset and from like a lot of just beautiful uh, color like water water painting uh, water paintings that there's just this like uh, love and connection to to a piece of land to like a place, sure and like something that like I've never really like felt myself you know like I really like <laughs> like 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 I li- I like where I live enough but like it's, you, it's you've always... never felt that way with Connecticut at all no. No, no, it's it, <laughs> well because it's, it's it's man. That's kind of funny because like I left Connecticut when I was eighteen, and like yeah, I think I've maybe spent a year in Connecticut since. Um, yeah, thereabouts. You were barely here a year when you got got back from college yeah. before you moved to Philly. And and I've like moved around a lot, so I always felt like oh maybe if I had stayed in Connecticut, I would feel that connection. To Connecticut, like maybe like that that sense of community and connection, and you're you're over here like nah dog nah. <laughs> well, cause, well, because it's well to to me it's just always about like like the people, right? Like it's like I sure, you know, it's like I I love like 
there's this porch at my friend's house. They they have a bunch of apartment units in in one house, and there's this big big porch that like a bunch of us would just hang out on because it's this nice huge porch, and we can like grill yeah. and the smokers can smoke and like and people are like, well, so what do you do? And like, uh, I, I don't know. Half the time we just kind of get get drunk maybe and just bullshit like you know. Like I think it's not that like, you're. I okay. I don't want to tell you what you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but. It, it sounds to me like you do have a connection to these places, but maybe, I don't know, you're undervaluing it a little bit. Cause I was like, cause I was thinking maybe. about this, like, like what is in Okinawa that you're not finding in your own life? Like how, how is the artist communicating what Okinawa is that you don't feel with this connection to Connecticut? I think it might be a, there seems to be this very much this like rooted nature to it, you know, and even okay. from a, a few characters who aren't like uh, originally from like the island who like end up on the island, like they, mm -hmm. they already feel like they feel the community there, you know, um, but I guess it's just a lot of the, it's a lot of the art and the way I feel, um, the expression from the artist of um, the care that he took in every panel, like in every background, yeah. you know, I've, I've read that um, a lot of the art, especially the backgrounds are like lovingly rendered by hand in this yeah. book that like everything is beautifully built. And then like the characters are extremely cartoony almost to the point where it's kind of hard to follow at times. You got to watch for like very subtle things to like notify you of which characters, which kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that becomes kind, kind of an issue a little bit, but I, I, I feel as though I get, I get the rhythm of it. It's kind of like, you know, cause it's in the, it's in the original, uh, right to left, you right. know? So it's sort of like, if you don't read books like that all the time, like it, it takes you a good like you know ten pages or so to get used yeah, to the, like yeah. oh wait my my eyes are supposed to follow sure you know you know this way and I and I feel like it's um it's that way a lot with the characters but that's a I think that's a fair a fair criticism of it um, sure and which is fine too like I'm not saying that like you know I I don't like pine for like that kind of you know that kind of thing but because I love I love seeing other people's like love of a thing. You know, sure. and this, yeah, and this absolutely. Very clearly is that, you know, it's very clearly like this, like, you know, it's like what, like a lot of people rightfully say about one of the many things that like, like the fucking AI hacks like miss is that, no, I want, I want to see something made by a human, you know, because right. like you're, you're, you're not going to uh, get this like from a machine. You're not going to get these like these like subtleties like in it, even if the yeah, uh, draft yeah. draftsmanship of it is perfect, you know, but as if it's made by a human hand, like it, it still looks completely different and like, and like feels yeah. completely different too, you know, Absolutely. it's just, it's this giant work. And I think too, it seems to be very, uh, probably interested in, and I'm sure influenced by like, you know, people like Akira Kurosawa and, yeah, you know, and even Kurosawa, obviously, I, I'm sure influenced like Miyazaki because like they're all very interested in um, just the nature 
of, of yeah yeah the, yeah of just strong everything. strong senses of place yeah yeah and i think that's what really uh hits me hits me the most uh about it you know mm -hmm. it's it's just like it's this thing where i suppose we forget and i don't know what what mechanism separated us from it but like we seem to forget pretty easily that like no we're a part of this too <laughs> You know, like we, we, like we might build houses to separate us from nature. Like maybe it's just as simple as that, like kind of going transcendentalist here, but like, you know, like it, it's easy to forget that like, oh, that's a whole different world. It's like, no man, it's the same world. It's the same air. It's the same. Yeah. 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 You know, sure. It's the same, sure. It, it, the moon has the same effect on the water everywhere on the planet, you yeah. know? And every animal so, has to react to that. So, uh, Okinawa, I think, is two books. Uh, from what I read, the first book is World War II, and then the second book is, like, basically post-World War II, where Americans kind of roll in and set up bases in Okinawa. Yeah. Um, did you Have you made it to book two, or are you still in book one? I'm still in book one. I'm still... Uh... I'm still a still bit in the within. War. Yeah, I'm still I'm still in the war. Because I yeah. I think that like the stuff that I'm I mean, of course, World War II is important, but the stuff that I'm interested in personally is the stuff that happens afterwards with the island and uh, you know basically the Japanese holding it up as kind of a sacrificial place for Americans to build bases in, and the people just have to like deal with it. Yep. as best they could and like yeah. you were saying the theme of the book is like okinawans just having to deal with shit yeah yeah that that's the other yeah that's the other and it's it's such a heartbreaking thing because like you know i i think about it a lot of like the kind of rhetoric that like americans at least will have or just like the average american citizen about yeah. war and it's like well, but we've never even come close to it. Like we haven't had right. any generation that has even like, like even people who have went off to fight and like even people who have like died and like been traumatized by what they've seen or did or whatever, it still wasn't at home. You know, there still wasn't this like awful sense of just utter powerlessness, you know? Yeah. And just, oh yeah it's told in such a way that just, you know, just makes you go like, Jesus Christ, like, what are we doing, man? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, I've, I've been feeling that way a lot, actually, recently. Uh, Jesus yeah, exactly. Christ, what are we doing? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just, it, it's just this, like, you know, all, all these, like, justifications for, like, you know, for, for, for these things and, and how easily people, because, I mean, I guess it kind of, you know, this is like the disconnection, right? You know, it's like, yeah. oh, well, because it's over there and it's not mm -hmm. happening to me. It's, yeah, it's, oh, that's just I, the way of the world, man. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, well. Would you say that it has an anti-war message in it or or not? Yeah, I think so. I think that's pretty, I think that's because pretty easy to spot. I know that you're not pro-war <laughs> by, by any stretch um, yeah. and i was reading a quote that higa 
told uh, Stars and Stripes, which is like a military website, yep. they covered this manga, which I thought was really interesting. And they and he said, quote, each reader has a different background. Everyone can think their own way. Some may agree. Some might disagree. I would like them to overlap and know about the history of Okinawa. So he's he's the way he's talking about it. It's almost like he. He wants to present it as frankly as possible and just kind of like let you draw your own conclusions kind of thing. He's is. Uh, I thought it was interesting that you pulled an anti-war message out of it when yeah. he's explicitly try like he's like whether and and I don't know if he's like passed or failed at like his yeah. desire to achieve like a neutrality with it or not you know like I I haven't read it but like I know that he was going for neutral and you came out anti-war and I think that's kind of interesting yeah you know and like I'm not finished with the first book yet but like there's a certain point where like or a few points where it's just like where these these people feel like like the soldiers will like feel like trapped right it, it seems sure. like anyway to me like trapped in their like in, in their in their duty like in their like even when like everyone knows like no no this is like this, this is all like lost like the americans are here like yeah you like you guys gotta stop right. doing this and i can't see a um you know, it's this thing where, uh, like, there's 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 a scene where, like, the, you know, the Americans like show up, take the island fairly early on, and there's uh, a Japanese regiment that was still on the island, and like yeah. they're not giving up, but all they're doing is uh, ransacking uh, locals' farms because they're saying you're oh. colluding, like they're like you're colluding with the enemy, and they're like the fucking war is over, man. The war yeah, is like, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and someone ends up getting. Uh, murdered you know over it over trying to be like you guys got to stop doing this and like yeah surrender to the americans and like he ends up getting shot but like the 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 leader of the regiment once they finally come in like of course like uh, some of the locals are you know mad of obviously but like they get to live but like they get to live with like the shame of it all like not just the shame of like being on a losing side but the shame of like what what you just did in your right in right. your like broken like egotistical rage like you you like right you, yeah you, you, i was i was reading about how um one of the things that he wanted to capture was that like the americans were really taken aback by like the Japanese will to like fight to the last man in world war two. And one of the things that he wanted to highlight was the Okinawans are just as taken aback by, by the Japanese yeah. willingness to fight to the last man. They're like, it's when we think about like Japan, a lot of times we think of it as like a very unified place, but it's all these little islands and all these different little cultures. And Okinawa is just very different than mainland Japan. Yeah. Yeah, no, to totally. And 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 again, it's just it's yeah, it's things that like just happen to them. Right. You know? Yeah. And and they're and, just kind of like caught in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's like given this is this is why I take such a like an an anti-war uh like stance from it. Like maybe it's just my my view of it through like the kind of you know, uh 
shades I have over my eyes. Uh, but like, I can't see even like, just like, frankly, you know, displaying it as like anything else, you know, it's like, what's, what's virtuous about any of this? About this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Like, like what's virtuous about the actions that like these, these other sides are, are, are taking. And then these people in the middle who have nothing to do with it, but both, both armies are like, no, you do. And they're like, yeah. yeah, I swear to God, we don't like, would you say that? Like, are there good guys and bad guys are like the Japanese, the bad guys and the Americans, the good guys or neither, or is it just like murky? Yeah, it's a, it's a little murky. No, no one comes off as like a, a straight up, like uh cartoonish, like cartoonishly evil, like villain. Yeah. There's you no know. Ray Shao Ghoul in this. Yeah, yeah. Like like the Japanese regiment that comes in, it's like it's near the end of the war. It, again, they're not like cartoonish about it. They're they're like they ask them like, oh, have you have you been regularly training like the the reserves, like you know, the just the people essentially. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like and he shows them and like all all they do is a like a traditional kind of like war dance i guess i don't know if it's war dance but this you know <laughs> yeah he's like this is not not what they were expecting yeah yeah because they're because they're like we're mostly like older men here like all the other right. like younger people like got conscripted and are off like on like the mainland and like y- you know like and we're j- and, and again like for for most of the war like they were just like and 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 they weren't that like strategic until near near the end and then right and then occupation and like rebuilding in that sense it's not like they get beaten for that you know what i mean they like right right like they get told like you know this is unacceptable and we're gonna you know right because the japanese have their own agenda and the americans have their own agenda and then the people just want to like live yeah yeah and and so it's um I don't, I don't see it as like, I mean, I, I think that like, yeah, that I think that speaks to him being just sort of like, uh, frankly displaying it. Right. Like, right. He's not trying to show them as like, just these like twisting their mustache, like villains, you know, sure. just these like crazed psychopaths, you know, because that's, yeah. that's honestly like, that's not like that, that, that's not what like actually drives those kinds of things right Mm -hmm. you know it's like the Mm -hmm. whole thing like there's this quote that i think i'm gonna butcher where someone's like where someone was talked about their mom who had grown up in germany in world war ii and she was like oh yeah she's like there a a lot of germans were good honest people you know who didn't say anything when (laughs) their neighbors were being like ripped from their homes like they knew what was going on they were just they knew what they was going on they didn't approve of it but they couldn't fight it and they just kind of like yeah. yeah well but we're also it's like that, that that that's i like how that stuff like happens right like you can't right. like yeah totally totally because because you get you you can easily get lost in just saying like oh hitler was a monster it's like well in a sense yes totally but like also like he was a human being and like you can't separate that like you can't separate that like he was a he was a person you know and like by just saying this this person or this organization or just this thing is just purely evil just immediately 
uh, uh, discount any kind of mechanism or um, history of like how they got there because it's just like, oh, well, no, they're evil. That's why they did that. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, fine. They're 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 evil. They're not good. Like Hitler's not good. Yeah, yeah. You know? Let's not let's but, not champion Hitler on the podcast. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Let's I'm, be perfectly I'm, clear about that. Yeah, but like, but 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 just to say that, like, you can you can. Um, it's just easy to shrug it off, right? Sure. Say yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. If you dehumanize I, the person, then it's like you can you can just write it off, and you're like, oh well, they were born that way, and whatever. They're just evil. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to look at like w other other factors that had like influence in it. Right. And you don't have sure. to and you don't have to think about like how deeply uh, like how deeply damaged of a person like can be, you know, and, and can like, you know, do those things. Right. Or I guess maybe a better example might be like. Like, it's great hearing stories about John Brown, you know, the and the abolitionist, the. Yeah, Militant yeah. abolitionist John Brown, hero. But like back then, like if I was alive back then and the age I am now, like even if I sure. was living in the North, it's like, yeah, I, I probably would be pro-slavery. You know what I mean? I'd probably be a pretty uh, racist. You know, it's like, it's yeah, not like. Everybody was, it was the socially accepted thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and because, and it wouldn't make like those things like, you know, um, bad bad they're bad but like um you're you're like threading a needle right now yeah, jason yeah. Well, and i'm like oh man this pod's not going there <laughs> <laughs> well, well we'll just well just to say and to bring it back to the book like just to say that like you know you you can look at like, like japan did uh horrendous war crimes like in in their imperial age and in world war ii um but the way the, the, the soldiers are, are portrayed are like they're portrayed as soldiers in service of the empire, right? Like right. they're not, they're not like, making, they're not making the decisions. They just want to be as effective as possible. Like, yeah. Like the empire and star Wars. It's like, they don't, they don't think they're evil. Like they don't just like go, ha ha ha. Right. ha I'm, I'm gonna, you know, you know, it's all, it's all about right. some sort of, uh, some sort of order that they think is good or yeah you know wh the, whatever the reason it is. that the reason that i was curious about that is because two reasons um not a lot of manga portrays japanese people in a bad light and so i thought that was kind of like notable hmm. and the other thing was uh that a reviewer that I read when they were talking about this book compared it to mouse a little bit, mm. but like mouse is very straightforward as to like who the villains are. I mean, they made them cats and they're oh, all mice, yeah. you know, like it, it's, yeah. and they, they do that so that you can kind of like, um, kind of accept the violence that's happening. Um, yeah. cause it feels more cartoonish. You can more easily digest it. And like they kind of like trick you into like that's how mouse works. They trick you into to roping you into this horrible, horrible shit that happened. Yeah. And there's clearly a good guy. But there's clearly a bad guy. Well, um, yeah. And and this just seemed um, far more nuanced. And and that's not to say that I don't think that the reviewer understood mouse or this book or whatever. But I thought that was an interesting comparison to make 
because they're both World War II books, but they're approaching it in very different angles. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's like because um, and and to bring it back to it being about place, you know, that it's not only about like the the people living there, but it it is about like the place like itself like there's yeah. there's uh, alongside it like the 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 lovingly detailed uh backgrounds there's also like the destruction of them you know right like you, yeah you, absolutely you, like you get these beautiful um these beautiful landscapes that you're like oh man that's like i'd love to sit on a chair and just like stare at that and then like a few pages later it's just it's being bombed it's everything's on yeah. fire Pe- people are, are running to, uh, to, to caves heartbreaking. Like for, for heartbreaking. cover yeah so like it's 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 just yeah it it, it is it is kind of a devastating <laughs> read but like <laughs> uh but but i think it's i don't know it's it's, it's kind of got like this like this like hold on me you know like i love yeah i, I love absolutely I, I love it when a comic can I love it when a comic makes me read slow, you know. Yeah, like yeah, like, like for, for, forces me to 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 drink that in of like, just 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 stay like, sure in, in this world, you know. It's just how far yeah. how far through it are you right now? Do you think? Um, probably about uh, halfway. If you just count it all as one book, because I'm pretty sure this is the complete like, two yeah, because vol- yeah. I know it was two volumes. Um. So probably about close to halfway. Yeah. I'm very curious how the, how the back half is going to, is going to look for you. Yeah. Cause that's where I feel like, like they get into the war stuff, but then they really get into like the American occupation in Okinawa. And you're like, I, I'm interested to hear about like how he portrays that and how it feels for the people of Okinawa and the land there. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that's probably, a, a rich story to tell for sure. Yeah. And I'll probably and and you've given me something else to think about of just like I'm I don't want to like read it like, you know, dispassionately or without my biases or whatever, because like I don't really believe in those kinds of things, but maybe just to kind of think of like how how someone yeah, else like, might read uh sure, read these sure. scenes. You know. Yeah. That that's a really interesting way Man. to kind of look at it, I guess. I guess well I, I guess I guess Okinawa also like and and a thing that I take from it a lot is that it, it is very much a you know like the 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 man's a historian yeah you know and and I think maybe maybe that was probably part of a view uh, he was taking and like and didn't want to have like any kind of like overall point to it you know sure uh, just just showing like like you said like this here's is what just, happened. Yeah, like this is this is what happened. Like this is you, you know, but but I think that like he he does like such a amazing job of, and I don't think it could have been done uh, in any other medium of of putting you in that place. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, like that's I, powerful. Like, yeah, like it just immediately like puts you there, and I just don't I don't know any other way, honestly. Like that 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 could sure. have been done better because you can you can read a history of anything i I love history books um and none of them make me feel 
this way like you're like there this, yeah, yeah 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 like like this this connected to it yeah like this transported to it you know and uh and i think That's that cool, like man. yeah and i think that like it's just like i don't know it's it's just it's just sort of it's just sort of sad because it's sad that like yeah yeah i mean isn't it a kind of buddhist thing or or something to be like life is just suffering it's just small tragedies over and over and over again well yeah yeah pretty, pretty much <laughs> jason jason we cannot keep talking about small tragedies yeah we we have to octane up this podcast <laughs> it's a it, it's a heavy book nick it's a heavy it's book. a heavy book in 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 weight and and in uh metaphorical weight <laughs> so, so, sorry sorry for getting uh it's okay it's okay. a little heavy uh i what read are, yeah what are you reading i read uh something that is not metaphorically heavy at all i read uh the human target by uh tom king written by tom king uh drawn and colored by uh greg smallwood uh Jason, this is the second Tom King book I'm bringing in as many to read piles, <laughs> and I did not plan it that way, nor am I advocating for Tom King, really, because like both books were good, but not great. But he keeps working with these artists that I love that I'm like, I just want to buy everything they do. Like Phil Hester was uh, in the Gotham City Year One. And I'm like, yeah, give me all the Phil Hester. And this book was the same with Greg Smallwood, uh, mm. just like firing at a different level than like everybody else around him right now. I I do I will appreciate this, and and I've only read um his uh Mr. Miracle, uh, but uh it it does seem, and I love the art in that. I'm forgetting the artist right now, but, uh, Mitch Jarrett's. But but it does seem to me, and I and I do kind of love this about tom king is that like he he very quickly recognized like the kind of clout that he has and so he's probably just like i want to work with this person you know he's yeah, just like yeah he's just like I mean, hell that's he's like hell yeah i get the pull what's going on yeah you know, yeah like, he can pull anybody he wants into whatever project he wants to work on you know yeah and i think i think that's kind of cool to, to like you know use your oh definitely that's you that, know that is some power that not everybody gets in the comic book industry for sure yeah. Um, yeah. Let me talk. Let me talk a little bit about Human Target in general. If if people don't know who Human Target is, that is fine. Uh, he was a character made in fifty eight, I think fifty three. Detective Comics number two zero one was the first issue uh, where it contained oh. the Human Target. Oh wow! Um, I only remember the. Um, I honestly thought the original was uh, the Vertigo series. No, no, no. We're yeah. going to get there. We're going to get there. But all right. So, all right. So in 53 and 58, he was in Detective Comics 201 and then Gangbusters 61, which who know what? I don't know what DC was making in 1958, but that's that's what was happening. That was um, Fred Venable using the human target title. And then from 1972 in Action Comics 419, he was Christopher Chance and the human target has been Christopher Chance since then. And 
he kicks around through the 70s in action comics and then eventually uh he has a small run in detective comics and mostly in backups and that kind of thing and uh kind of peters off like he's he's got like uh every year there's like at least one human target story coming out through the 70s and into the early 80s and then there's like rumor of a television show that like is going to happen with ABC. So they make a television tie in in 1991 and the television doesn't go anywhere. It was supposed to be Rick Springfield played the human target and it just didn't happen, uh, <laughs> which is a cry and shame because I would have <laughs> absolutely loved to watch 1991's human target starring Rick Springfield. <laughs> I, I can I, I can just I can just see like like the smile on your face as you're reading that and then the frown when it never got <laughs> to made. disappointment like, that we don't yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the nail in the coffin for human target, the intellectual property for a while. And then, like you said, in 1999, they, they kind of revamped him in vertigo. So he had a, uh, what did he have? 1999 had a mini series of four issues in 2000 that did well enough that in 2003 they did a final cut which was i think a one shot it's 92 pages so it's like a thin trade basically yeah um and then in 2004 they did an ongoing of 21 issues uh paluto uh is working on that stuff he is excellent uh cliff chang takes over at one point and this is like early cliff chang you would know him in the to read pile from uh, Catwoman Lonely City, which I also read and enjoyed and loved. You should pick up Catwoman Lonely City. You should pick up anything Cliff does. He's great. And then the other Cliff note that you might know Human Target from is there was a television series in 2010. They finally got it off the ground. However, the television series is very different than the actual Human Target character. Yeah. So the, the concept behind the Human Target is that he is a master of disguise and that includes not only prosthetics and things like that but also just like noticing people and noticing like the lies that they keep and the truths that they display and these kinds of things and he is so good at it that he can impersonate anyone on the planet and so he gets hired by people who have threats on their lives so if if somebody wants to kill you, you hire the human target. And then what happens is he stands in. He like becomes you for a while. He runs your company. He does whatever it is that you need to do. And then eventually the attempt on your, your life is made. But it's the human target getting shot at, not you. And the idea is that he gets killed and then he solves his own murder, basically. <laughs> And they and they didn't do that for the all I remember from the TV series that got made was that I'm pretty sure it was on Fox and I'm pretty sure it starred Thomas Jane. Uh, That's about. It was it was not Thomas Jane. It was um, Mark Valley, I think. I don't oh. I don't know offhand. I have it written down, but uh, for some reason, I remember it as Thomas Jane. And mm. I think that the whole disguise thing was thrown out the window. Like they because they didn't want to because they didn't want the actor covered in stuff. They didn't want to like and they wanted him to act. They like hired him as the starring role. So it's like they can't have him 
just be another actor for an episode. And I don't know why they didn't do that. Like, because that seems like it fucking rules. It seems like Human Target is a home run for a television show. Oh, yeah. It, it, it also seems like, like, you know, and shit, maybe I should have been like a producer or something. But like, it also seems like the way to do a series like that is get a big name star who doesn't want to do the grind of a TV show and have him be right. the face and yeah, then have yeah, different yeah. actors. Couple days, every- couple days of shooting per episode, beginning and end, done deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like have have whatever big movie star that doesn't want to do TV just yeah, just just walk in guest star. Yeah. Um so the human target is is very much spy who done it kind of yeah. stuff. He's like hand-to-hand guy, gun guy. Yeah. Uh I love that he, concept. That's such a great Yeah, it's so good. And I think oh. the reason why it got kind of revitalized in the 70s is because there was like James Bond fever. And like everybody was going nuts for spy stuff. Well, yeah, so, the, uh, the man from Uncle and um, yeah, all that stuff. Six million dollar man. Yeah, all, or, like, or, original mission, Mission Impossible. Right, right. It was like in the culture. So he so uh, got kind of called up because of that. Yeah. Um. So this is the first human target stuff since like the mid two thousands. When was the last one? Let me look. September 2010 was the last human target issue. Um, so this is 12 issues. Human target two, split into two books. There is a point at the end of the first book that's very like, like cliffhangery, but also kind of like uh, definitive. I don't want to spoil it because it's fucking nuts. But um, <sighs> human target. How do I talk about this? So Greg Smallwood drew the fucking shit out of it. Like he, and he has had a couple of threads on Twitter where he talks about his process and I'll link those down below for anyone who wants to peruse them as a very unique visual style to it. He's pulling from uh, a couple of different sources. He's pulling from um, paperback book illustrations from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, specifically artists like uh, Michael Hooks and uh robert k abbott if you are familiar with like pulp novels or like old old kind of stuff like that um it's very much in that style where it's very well rendered like faces and hands but then like loose rendering for clothing and that gets reflected in the work like he does these very tight tight drawings and this like kind of loose color and he renders where he needs to and he leaves it alone where he doesn't there's like there's this thing that happens in comics where you got to know where you put your time to in order to like effectively get a book out and you got to know where to abstract and where what you can get away with and how to build the visual language in order for you to abstract you know so it's like if you look at like your modern batman book they're just rendering everything like everything's drawn really tight. Everything's rendered really well. They're trying to get it as like not photo real, but like this, this kind of heightened realism that, yeah. that they want for like Batman. This book says nuts to that. This book is like, we, I want to make this thing. Well, I say I, but Greg Smallwood is drawing this thing. Uh, Greg Smallwood is making this thing 
feel like a pulpy paperback novel from the 60s as the human target tries to solve his own murder. Let me tell you about the murder. He gets hired by Lex Luthor to be like, look, I, I have to headline this like LexCon thing. It's like a Tim Cook Apple fucking press release yeah. thing where yeah. like they Lex announces like whatever new iPhone he's making or whatever. Um, whatever the LexCorp is, is making that year. Lex a lot phone. of people attend. A lot of people attend. There's a threat in his life. He's like human target. You have to become me and then take the bullet for me. So they're having a conversation about it in, in Lex's office. And then he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever you pay. Well, like this is what I do. Sure. He gets down there and they're like s- sitting there drinking coffee and stuff. And, uh, he gets down there. He's Lex Luthor. The guy takes his shot. He shoots him in the chest. Human target pukes. Uh, Christopher Chance, he vomits from being shot in the chest because he's wearing a vest, but like, you know, it hits hard. Yeah. And what he doesn't know is that, and he takes the guy down and it's fine. What he doesn't realize is that there was poison in the coffee that is unique. It has like a unique chemical composition from radiation that are only a handful of people experience because it's like cosmic radiation. Mm. So they're, they're like, they narrow it down to basically Justice League International members. So they're like, okay, a Justice Leaguer took a shot at murdering Lex Luthor and like Christopher Chance accidentally ingests the poison. And so now he's poisoned and he didn't take all of it. So it doesn't kill him instantly, but he's basically got 12 days to solve his own murder. And so he walks through like all these different members of the justice league in every issue of, so like it's, um, it features fire and ice. It features, there's a Batman issue. There's a Martian Manhunter issue. There's a red rocket issue. There's a guy Gardner issue. Uh, Nort is in it as well. Another <laughs> green lantern that looks like a dog man and is very charming. Um, <laughs> And it's about like, you know, this guy who's basically like he's a hand to hand combat guy and a gun guy and he's a master of disguise. But like he's not Martian Manhunter level, you know, like he can't yeah. turn intangible and read minds, you know, yeah, he's not super strong or something. Right. So it's him trying to investigate this murder and figure out who did it and like get to the bottom of it as he systematically goes through these justice leaguers. And so if you have a lot of love for justice league international, this book does those characters really well. I feel like, um, I know there was a lot of complaints online from fans who were like, who were like Tom King doing Martian Manhunter dirty again. Like, look at, look at this. Like he doesn't respect the character. And like, I, I hear you. It's also in in DC Black Label, so it's like kind of not in continuity. Kind kind of maybe is in continuity. I don't know. Yeah. But like, so I would say that uh, I would rather have a good story than maybe a faithful adaptation of one issue of Martian Manhunter. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. He gives he gives Martian Manhunter like a little bit of a kink, uh, <laughs> and I think that people are upset by that. 
but uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm looking uh, I'm looking at some of the art and like some of the pages from it, and holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It, so it really... okay, so mm. Smallwood's pulling from those those classic pulp stuff, but he's also pulling from the uh, hand drawn backgrounds of 101 Dalmatians. Like nice. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that movie recently. That movie's fucking gorgeous, Jason. Oh, it is. Dude, it was that was the last movie that Disney made before Walt died. And yeah. That's what like if you look into the history of it, you can see like just such a precipitous drop off until about um I want to say like maybe The Little Mermaid. You yeah. know? Yeah, I believe in, it. Yeah, just in terms of like just how yeah, yeah, no, 101 Dalmatians. Like, the level of craft is just yeah. insane in that movie. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So he and talks way, about how they... And way to just, like, casually, oh, yeah, and I just, like, you know, pulled from, like, this great work of art, So and I did it, so, you know. It's like, yeah, all, yeah, all right, cool, man. Yeah, I watched Michael so, Jordan, too, and I tried to dunk like him. Never fucking happened. <laughs> so... He's draw, he's trying to draw these like complex backgrounds and then abstracting them within the color. And um I really loved it as a colorist reading it because it was like, yo, you you could go nuts out there. Like you really can these days yeah. with comic books. You find the right visual language and you can just do anything you want. Oh, um, the mood, dude. The mood. The mood is so good through this whole thing. It's a it's incredibly colorful for a noir book like it is just absolutely colorful all the way through every single everything in it is like this beautifully rendered lovingly drawn piece and it helps you it helps pull you in and you need to be pulled in because as Christopher Chance like tries to uncover this murder the first person he talks to is ice of fire and ice and they were like, she's the sweet one. So like she can't possibly be the murderer. So he's like, I'm going to start with her and we're going to kind of figure it out through there. And they talk about how ice had apparently died. Like Lex Luthor had killed her at one point. Um, Lex Luthor and a character called the overseer, which kind of plays a background role in this book. And so they're like, maybe this is like a revenge killing for that, you know? Like maybe somebody didn't get over it when ice came back and, and like, that's why they want Lex dead. And it's like, but it's Lex Luthor. Like anybody could want him dead for any number of reasons. Yeah. Christopher chance starts working with ice, but also kind of falling in love with ice and ice falling in love with him. And they kind of have a relationship, but he's only got 12 days to live. And if it wasn't drawn so beautifully, if it wasn't so charming, it wouldn't have worked it like like Tom King is is writing the hell out of it. It's very Tom King. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of like, oops, superheroes like are tragic figures and they're dealing yeah. with a lot of baggage. Yeah, there's well, a lot probably, of that in there and, and probably good dialogue. Like what I remember from, yeah. from Mr. Miracle is like the I, I love I love the dialogue and the character interactions like was 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 yeah. really was really good it's always cool to see a um you know whether you like it or not but like to me i always appreciate seeing like a clear voice in yeah uh, absolutely tom king is a clear voice for sure yeah yeah um but like 
there's a moment where so the human target usually uh works kind of not really works with this guy luigi who like <laughs> owns the deli that he lives above and so like <laughs> luigi will take messages and stuff you know like it's like a deli pizza place. And, I, I, I um, love that this is where he lives. That's that's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he the, the whole thing about the human target is like he's like scraping his life together based on like favors and stuff. And he's like, when the work's good, the work's good. But when it's not, it's not. And like Luigi, oh, the life of he a did, freelancer, huh? Right. And so he did like he did a job for Luigi and they don't say what the job is. But then Luigi's like, hey, you can live upstairs forever. Like, and the guy's like, I'll move right in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not, not paying rent ever seems nice. Seems like a yeah. good deal. So like he goes, he goes into the, the pizzeria. He's talking to Luigi and, uh, Luigi was like, he's, he's lets ice in upstairs. And he's like, he's like, you let her, you just let her into the apartment. And he's like, he's like, here's the thing there are some girls out there you just can't say no to. <laughs> and, and, uh, when they're talking about that, Christopher chance, the human target opens the door and it's just a full spread of ice, just standing at the desk in like a nice dress. And it's Jason. If it wasn't fucking Greg Smallwood, it wouldn't be nearly as charming, but it is so fucking charming. Like you really through the medium of this comic and the world that, Greg has created like he really like Tom King kind of nudges you into these relationships and Greg like pushes you. Yeah. In, and, and it really gets your, it's hooks in you. Um, you get wrapped up in the mystery. You don't want Christopher chance to die and I won't spoil how it ends, but Oh man, great read. I would recommend it to anyone who is interested in drawing comics. Like this thing is a masterclass. And there's sometimes, sometimes when I talk about this stuff, I'm remembering people who recommended books to me when I was like starting to do comics. Like I've been coloring now for 20 years. And so like, I see a lot of what Greg's doing and I'm like, this is interesting. This is really good. This is, this is going to like change how I'm thinking about things. But like, I think that if you've made, like 10 pages and you're like, I'm into comics. Like, I don't, I don't know that there's anything there that, that is going to be, you're not just going to get as a reader, you know, like he's working at such a high level that it's like, it's, it's just, it's ideas that, that I think that if you are on his level, you're going to absorb. Yeah. And if not, you're just going to have a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, that it, it might be worth though, like, you know, sort of as you, as you're saying, like as, if you're, if you're early kind of into it, into like creating comics, like a, a book like this is, is worth to, um, I think like try, like, like try to oh, like. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, re I read Watchmen and I've read Watchmen over and over and over and over again. And then I bought watching the watchman so i could see dave gibbons break down pages you know and like see like what the pencils looked like versus the inks and stuff like that and like i i absolutely am missing some shit because i am not like a penciler by trade like i'm still struggling with that stuff 
Yeah. So, but like just to see a master work is a treat in and of itself. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, totally. And you, you, you're going to keep going back to that. Well, yeah, you should. Well, that that I think is is probably like like to me it's it's always like one of one of the biggest marks of like or to me one of the biggest like compliments I can give to something is uh any any book, comic book, movie uh that like keeps me coming back. You know? Yeah. That like yeah. that really like keeps me coming back or like or how I always say like you know huge music fan that like there are like a good amount of bands where i'm just like i don't know what i'm gonna listen to but like my favorite bands are you know my favorite albums like yeah i'll just put this on this is like it's one yeah, of the reasons right. why I like yeah. why like the ugly organ's always good because it's just right. like yeah it's just, just right. back to front it's a perfect record i'm just gonna i'm just gonna just throw gonna it, on. it on yeah yeah I, I, I know i'm gonna like it you know shit man i put red line on the other day because i was like I was I was writing for the podcast and and I was like I'm gonna put something on and I just like redline sure it's great <laughs> I've seen it three times now I'm probably gonna watch it a hundred more times over the course of my life yeah yeah well and, and and that's and that's how you get to know like like those little details like um absolutely like, yeah and it, like it reminds me of um there, there's this great uh, anecdote about uh, Martin Scorsese's The Departed where he was explaining how um he he took this um motif from the original uh scarface from the 50s which like he loved yeah and which as a kid he must have seen so many times because anytime in that movie that someone was gonna die uh there was an x somewhere in the background and so if you look in the departed <laughs> that's rad anytime like like the scene where uh martin sheen's character dies he's like gets pushed off of a roof and as he's falling, you see all these taped over X's on the windows because it was a new construction building. Oh, man, that's you know? great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing that like it's like that, that's another thing that you get as an artist, I think, from um, going back to and going back to work that you love. Like you start noticing yeah. those little like, you know, you're like, oh, my God, wait a minute. Every time. Holy yeah. shit. You know, that's amazing that, you know. Right. And it it just gets yeah. you thinking about detail. And These Greg Smallwood books, like I am going to be coming back over and over and over through my lifetime. Like they're just they're just so fucking good. They're just really great. I now, much like Gotham City Year One, I was like, is Gotham City Year One like the best noir book? Does it beat out Murder Me Dead, Stray Bullets, like Criminal? No, no. But it's still great because like Phil Hester made it great. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it's the same thing here. It's like Tom King's no slouch. Like I I enjoyed it, but like I'm going to keep coming back for Greg Smallwood. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. But but also like there's that, you know, there's that whole like uh, collaboration thing. Right. Absolutely. Where, yeah. 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 Where, where Where I'm sure it was like, you know. Like the the reason Tom King using using his clout to be like, hey, I want I want Greg Smallwood because I know he can do this kind of this this, this kind of thing I have in my head. I know he's gonna exactly. get exactly what, what, what I'm what I'm getting. You know, like it's always, uh, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. And yeah, yeah, his oh man, his his art his art reminds me of a bit. Honestly, it reminds me of um that kind of 
like you were saying before, it's hard to describe, like, cause I don't want to say like photo realism, but like almost heightened realism, but it's that, um, it reminds me of, uh, like Travis Charest, you know, like there's always Man, this, I do not, I don't see that connection at all, no, but, no, but go off, go yeah, off. Hear, hear, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Because, because there's this, there's this fantastic kind of, uh, weight to, to his figures, you know, that I think is really, yeah. is really hard to, it's really hard to draw a figure in this kind of style and like still, um, have, uh, a, a, well, yeah, have, have a weight to, to everything, like make it like, sure. like it, it really feels like this this body that's generating heat. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's this like indescribable thing to me about it. You know, there's, yeah, I would say, I would say both have that, that kind of feeling to their work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sty like stylistically, like so completely different, you know, but yeah. just like that, that kind of like, um, I'm, I'm struggling to think of like someone else who, who, who might kind of have that, but I, I, I don't know. And, you know, and I loved your description of like, because what made me think of it was your description of when he opens the door and you see ice and you're just like, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a, it's a full page spread and she's just standing next to a desk. Yeah. You know, like it's not like she, you open the door and Asriel's there flaming sword in hand, like, like, you know, mowing down goons. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. This is a quiet moment, but it's a special moment. Yeah, like and like that's the toughest stuff to do in comics. Yeah, like I think I think what made me think of the the Travis Charles compar comparison is I actually made a shirt out of this in uh in the the, the silk screening class in high school. Um but there's like uh there's an issue of Wildcats and it's um like the first or second page and it's a big splash page and it's just voodoo but she's like in regular street clothes like reading a sign holding a bag of groceries. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and, just, I, and, I, and I charming, charming and pulls you in. Yeah. Yeah, exa yeah exactly. Totally. Like it's, it's just, it's just, it's just so hard, man. It's so hard to capture. And when you see it, you know, when you see it and it's authentic, it feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Ha. Saved my comparison. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Had to talk it out so, a yeah. little bit. <laughs> uh, I will make one one more one more quick comment is uh Greg Smallwood uh talked about his process and where he was pulling inspiration from, which is how I knew that all this stuff was happening. Uh he did that over on his Twitter. He also in that in those Twitter threads, there's two Twitter threads as far as I could tell. Um he like listed basically all the brushes that he was working with. And if you have a Photoshop subscription, you have access to these Kyle Webster brushes, like there's nothing there's no hidden sauce in there that he's doing it's just like craft and and solid brushes and he's just you know he is who he is you know yeah yeah it's the it's the time to uh well yeah it's the time he's he's taking time in the to, chair man yeah yeah and and i think like even you know like those full page spreads it's like okay there's like you know there's thumbnails there's trying this pose there's yeah, trying that yeah, pose yeah, yeah. there's you know, yeah yeah it's like uh so yeah if you want to if you want to check out exactly how this thing is made with the exact tools like you can go check that out that yeah. and i'll put those links in the description i, um, I kind of do i love process i love process yeah yeah his process threads are really good 
He's a good follow. Yeah, hell yeah. Can we do a Poe Buddies Nerfect real quick? Yeah, sure. Let's do a Poe Buddies Nerfect. So, I was editing the pod, the previous two read pile, and we were deep in the discussion, and we were talking, and you were like, fans don't know what they want, and I was like, oh, fuck no, and I like popped off, and then when I was editing it, I kind of felt bad about that, because, like, I approach things as a creator, and then I also approach things as a fan, and like, that was coming from a place of like, as a fan, what I'm looking for is to be surprised is to, and like that, the nature of that is something that I think that like a lot of fans have trouble, like coming to grips with because there's opinions, you know, like, like I might have an opinion, like Batman always works best when he's in Gotham. However, like I'll read a, justice league story where they go to space and like batman's in out of his element and like it can be a really great story i'm not saying don't do that you know i'm that's just like a preference that i have like i like him best when he's in gotham but like i also like actively as a reader want my preconceptions challenged and i want my preconceptions challenged in a way where it's like oh i didn't even think about that like that is 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 something that like you know is making me think about things a little bit differently and you you can't get to that space without being challenged and without being uh if you knew you wanted to get to that space you could just go there but the great thing about media is that like we can whisk you away to these ideas and challenge these ideas that you have in preconceived notions. And that's what I really love. And that's why as a fan, you don't know what you want. And yeah. I don't think I like really articulated that very well. We just kind of popped off and then that was yeah. it. Well, you know, I think, I think another, I think another a good ex- popular example of that is like, and at least one of my favorite um, stories, it was, it was, it was pretty well done. And I just, loved like the twist of it all but there was that great i forget the name of it i I think they turned it into a dc animated movie too but there's that great jla arc that uh mark wade wrote where um all the members of the jla are being taken down by these like very specific attacks and like it's found out that like oh tower of babel the yeah that's it that batman had a file on everybody and like somebody just pillaged the file and then they're like attacking the justice league yeah and like and when they confront him about it he's like yeah of course i did and then he just leaves. He's like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. sorry about that. And it's like that. Yeah. That's a really interesting out of Gotham thing for, for, for Batman to do. And Absolutely. it's also, and it also seems like kind of within character, but also like a little, like you're like, right. ah, did he overstep? Is it kind of, you know, like it, it's just, right. it, it's interesting. What are the ramifications of this? Where is it going to go next? You know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's something that like, I would never be like, I want this. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like reading it, I'm like, this was a fun time. I actually, I really like that arc, Tower of Babel. Yeah, 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 exactly. And 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 I think that like, you know, maybe maybe what we were trying to get at is that like, a, as a fan, like let's take you as a fan of saying, oh well, like Batman should just stay in Gotham. Like it's my, you know, it's when Batman like works best. It's like, okay, but then like, you know, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna get this interesting story. You know, right. 
You're not going to get yeah, this surprise I, of like, oh shit. I want to be like surprised and thrilled and taken to a place that I don't expect. And I can't do that if I also know exactly what I want. And yeah. I think that's my point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and Hey, you know, it's some people just want to stick with what they want to stick with. You yeah. know, they, yeah, I, I think that when people talk about that stuff, they talk about, um, there's a, there's a certain type of fan that's especially like, um, kind of risen up out of social media and stuff where like, they really like, just as an example, they really like poison ivy and they don't want anything bad to happen to poison ivy. And they just want to like have a comic of poison ivy, like hanging out and going to the bar and like, you know, shooting the shit with other villains and then like, you know, having a, a romance with uh, Harley and, you know, like that. And, and like, that's all they want. They want it to feel like comfortable and they don't want anything bad to happen. And they want to stay in that space. Yeah. And that is not why I read books. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think, and on, on the other side of that, I think there's also this, like, you know, on the one hand, it's great where, like, you know, like, uh, Patrick uh, Wilhelm, who, like, we mentioned on the last two read, does, like, you know, media, but mostly film sort of, like, breakdowns and uh, critiques, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's this, like, growing um, kind of media literacy that, like, is borne out by a lot of creators like him and like uh, Lindsay Ellis is like another like popular example of what yeah. she's done with you know and and comes from like this these like sort of academic views this is what they studied in school it's like you know he, sure um and and that and that's great to to get that and it's great to uh encounter media that way and and to be able to understand it break it down like this this like thing that you love but i think it also kind of like fools you into thinking of like you know what's best for you know it's like oh well maybe they should have done that or maybe you should have done this it's like well i mean maybe you personally would have found that more satisfying if you were writing sure. it you know yeah like, we we monday morning quarterback a lot of bat books like from the 90s and it's like well nobody was making books like that at the time so like they you know nobody knew you know it's yeah. like I, we're, we're like oh we're fixing it in a modern way where it's like, you know, back then in the time period, like they didn't have that luxury. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's easy to trick yourself into thinking like, I know what's best. And like I was saying with the Greg Smallwood stuff, you know, I was watching a video where they were like, they did Martian Manhunter dirty. And I was like, fucking good. Like, <laughs> I was like, I want like to build on these characters. I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. It's like the trap you fall into, I think, of when when you haven't done that much interesting with a character, and especially like a character that's been around for a while, and you and you as like the publisher or whatever feel like, well, we can't, I don't, I don't want to go too far with this character, uh, you know, uh, because he's Spider Man, it's just he's Peter Parker, and then all of a sudden you have the Clone Saga. You know, right, right. Because because yeah, you try you, to make this big swing where like you didn't really need to go like that big of a swing. Like you you could have done so many other like interesting things that like I'm sure continued I would, like at, like after. I would counter. Like, I would counter with the fact that like they basically just 
big swinged their way with Riverdale, like in a <laughs> really like powerful, meaningful way that like needed to happen. Um, so like sometimes you get the clone saga and sometimes yeah. you get like a jughead, the werewolf. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I will say that, like, you know, n- not that I've ever like revisited the clone saga. Like, I don't even think I was really reading much Spider-Man at that point anyway. But like, um, you know, yeah, I mean, sometimes the big swings don't work. But I, I think that, like, you know, stuff like that is kind of like a function of like, oh, well, we have to do a big crossover. Like, we have to do a big event. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, no. I mean, pitfalls of the industry, but I, I feel like yeah. that's out of the scope of what we're talking about with fandom and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I just mean to say that, like, you know, there, there's only so much of the same style of story that you can do. Oh. Yeah. You know, and so, and so, like, that's kind of what you're going to get if, like, you just want the same sandwich every day, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like when you want something different because you haven't even tried to like just step out like just a little bit, you know, like with the Tower of Babel thing, it's not like completely out of character for like Batman to do that. But like, right, right. You know, just just step out a little bit like he didn't have to like drop a nuke, (laughs) you know, like. Jason, speaking of nukes dropped. Yeah. Where where can people find your hot takes? Your, the nukes that you're dropping. Where can people uh, where can people find your nukes? They can they can find me a little bit on Twitter at, at King of Black Acid and, and a little bit at, at uh world's uh second finest. We're still still riding that riding that uh Twitter website, which Man. Man, I I abruptly closed this podcast, huh? We, we were going over time, so I was just like, "Fuck it, oh, we're done." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, get, you got some stuff you can trim, I'm sure. <laughs> they can find me at linktree.com/slash nickphil. Uh, you can find this podcast in every podcast app, but also on on my YouTube, YouTube.com/slash nickphil. I have a Discord chatting in there about comics all the time. Every time I read, I just clipped. Um, because I was deep into human target and I was thinking about those old books from 99 and the early two thousands, which I think I want to try to collect because, uh, Pluto and, and, uh, Cliff Chang are, are both really great artists. Uh, I started reading some of the very old human target stuff that I was like finding on the app and stuff like that. Uh, and I was clipping some, some panels out of context. Oh, awesome. There's one of like, there's one of Batman like fist fighting a guy and yelling, do your homework, <laughs> which what? makes sense in context, but out of context, it's very good. So oh, yeah. yeah, you can look for stuff like that in the discord. Come join the conversation there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.